0: Name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now imagine tomorrow at your place of work, whatever that is, that things are not going well. Maybe you have a project due by 5 p.m. to your supervisor. The pressure is on, it's got to get done. But somehow, every attempt you have to do this is somehow stymied. There's maybe five phone calls, 10 emails, people are tugging at you at all sides. Seemingly nothing is possible to get this thing done. And just imagine that Father Pollard magically shows up at 4 p.m. in the afternoon and in 30 minutes gets it done, hands in the project and your job is saved. This is what happened to St. Peter. Now, we have to imagine the environment we're so used to right, having food on our table, eat very readily, uh, Safeway, Giant, et al., right? Harris Teeter, depending on your point of view. So, the fishermen, I imagine, they not only ate the fish that they caught, but other people in the town were depending on them for, their, for, this, for this food, this is, this is subsistence farming we're talking about here. So they're depending on Peter, James, and John for their livelihood, for, them, for their own survival. They're going to bring the, the family of Peter, James, and John, are going to bring their fish to the market, and they're probably going to exchange that fish for grain, for what else that they need to live. So when Peter goes out with John and, and, and James and, and Zebedee, and they're out all night, and they catch nothing. This is serious. This is not simply, "uh, we just had a bad day at work." This means people don't eat. They're not able to buy food. Maybe there's not. They won't be able to buy grain from the market or buy whatever else they need. This is not a just okay. We'll get by. We've got a stat. We have a refrigerator back. Got some fish there. No, it's not this is this is it and they're tired and they're probably very worried. So Jesus comes along and he's, and he goes in the boat and he preaches to them and of course now they're all captivated by our Lord's words, of course, and we all know that He chose to speak in the boats because the water is, there's there's this cool acoustic effect of preaching on the, of talking on the water and the people could hear him better if he did this. But you can imagine at the same time this is going on, you think Peter, James, and John are not concerned. They're listening to our Lord, but maybe in the back of their minds, there's something in their head saying, this is all great, Lord, and we love what you're saying, and this is great but we got to eat tomorrow. We've got to eat today. We had a really bad night. And they've been up all night, so they're tired. They may be hungry. And who knows how long Jesus was preaching. Maybe you preached an hour, I don't know. And so, everybody else is captivated. They're in the boat. They might even be feeling, maybe having that feeling that many of us have had when we go into a a parish and the priest preaches for 20 minutes and goes off on tangents. That's why there's a clock here at St. John's. Keep the priest from doing that. There used to be no clock here, but now there is. (laughs) So all this is going on, and then Jesus tells them, the carpenter, though, nonetheless, the carpenter, not a fisherman, a carpenter, itinerant preacher says, Go out and lower your nets for a catch. And so Peter's got to be like, Oh, no. I mean, he's come on. And it, we see it in the scripture. We've been out all night, caught nothing. What's the point? What are you gonna do that's gonna make this better? How can you, the carpenter, knows nothing about fishing, gonna tell me, an expert fisherman, been doing this for years, how this is going to work? You tell me what we're gonna do. So they go out, and all of a sudden, they have this miracle catch of fish. This is maybe somewhat similar to the multiplications of the loaves and fishes. And Peter realizes that. This isn't just a, a miracle that Jesus sort of somehow knew where the fish were. He provided them food and sustenance. He provided them a means for them to survive, a means, to, a way to live, to provide for their families, provide for the people in the town of, of Capernaum. And it was this miracle and Peter realized that he was in front of somebody who was a lot bigger than who he thought he was. He wasn't just a rabbi with nice words. He wasn't a philosopher. He is the Son of God. He says, depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. He's in the pres- he knows he's in the presence of, of something much, much greater than himself. So much so that that day he gives up everything. He leaves his life of fishing and responds to the call of the Lord to, to be a fisher of men. And James and John, along with him, left to be with him, to follow him. So first thing we might want to consider is what we see in this effort, the, the effort to fish overnight. Let's think about this. We in this society, in this world, are trying to do so many good things. We have so much technology. We have so much to offer the world. We have so many gadgets and conveniences and things we have we strive to do good but without the lord will it bear fruits world attempts people we all try to attempt to do good things and sometimes we don't realize that maybe we're are we doing it really for the lord or for ourselves or for some other purpose some other motive is that motive pure are we just, we find ourselves spinning our wheels, frustrated because we put our faith in something or maybe even an ideology or something that cannot do what the Lord can do? You know, I reflect back on my past week trip. I went to Peru for a week, and Friday I saw a village where people were literally dirt poor. And those people, are so devoted to our Lord. I mean, in every, every place that we, we saw in this town of Peora, which is north of, north of Peru, just south of Ecuador, people had shrines in their houses. And they knew what it was like to depend on God for everything. Because they had to. Because they knew they couldn't do it on their own. And that's something for us to think about when we look at, when we are looking to do things in the world, are we doing it for the love of God? And would that be fruitful? So that's something to consider. But notice that even Peter, James, and John, they left even their fishing business to follow Jesus. They left that, which means they were dependent on the on that fish to live to provide for their families i'm sure zebedee was going to probably take care of peter's family and the rest of james and john's family to help keep things going while they were gone but peter james and john figured this out if jesus can do this i don't need to worry about being fed Because I know he can provide food. I don't know how. I don't know how he does it, but he can. Which means that they realized that they could let go of something they depended on for their entire life, the only thing they knew to follow Jesus. That is quite a sacrifice. And they left freely and willingly and entered into our Lord's ministry, not only following him and supporting him in the preaching of the word and healing of the people, they also participated in his poverty and his dependence to follow him. because they knew if he could multiply, if he could, if he could bring those fish out of the water, he could do anything, that they wouldn't have to worry, and they didn't, and he taught them that. So something to think about today is how reliant are we on God in our lives? We think about each and every day how we depend, how we have so many things in our life that we depend on. We depend on our cell phone working, our car starting, our roof working, our heat, our air conditioning. We want the, the Wi Fi to work. When the Wi Fi is out, we panic. Are we able to say to the Lord, I'm fully dependent on you, and if the Wi-Fi doesn't work today, that's okay. If I need to catch the metro, that's okay. Well, maybe not, but I'm not sure. Sometimes it breaks down. If I have to take the bus in between stations, sure. But you know what I mean? I'm joking aside, that we... We, are we that dependent? Can we be that dependent on God? Given how much that the blessings, material blessings we've been given, and how we can be generous with that and share that so that others can, who are in need and that can not only be consoled and supported, but come to know Jesus... And come to know that Jesus really does love them and wants them to follow him too. So let's ask our Lord today to help us to to really come to know him so deeply that we become completely dependent on his providence and his mercy. If he can make the fishermen leave their, their work if he can feed 5,000 and 7,000, if he can heal the sick, if he can convert hearts, then we know we have a Savior that we can trust in. He who has sacrificed himself for us and given us the Holy Spirit, let us ask him for that completely, complete trust and in his love and mercy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.